what is up my dudes welcome to olympia oddities i'm trista and i'm steven and we hope that everyone had a super spooky and safe halloween we kept it pretty low-key and just like hung out at the house and watched movies and we made we tried to make a pizza that looked like a jack-o'-lantern with the toppings but instead it just ended up kind of looking like bat boy but we were still into it it was fantastic it was it was delicious too. delicious as hell mushrooms bell peppers some black olives we got to see some cute trick-or-treaters. We ate so many brownie bites. So many brownie A bites. A regrettable amount of brownie bites, if we're really being so honest here. many brownie bites. That and cider. Yes. Really good sparkling cider. Martinelli's blush. It's the apple one, but it also has raspberry in it, and it's just like... That shit is slamming! Yeah, it's like my favorite. <laughs> Uh, today we're going to be telling you about a former child star's reluctant return to his hometown and his mysterious disappearance that followed. This is the story of the disappearance of Joe Pitchler. A quick trigger warning here for discussions about suicide and depression in this episode. So if you have to skip this one, go ahead and we'll see you again next time. Joseph David Wolfgang Pitchler, which is a name and a half, was born on Valentine's Day, February 14th, 1987. He was the fourth of the five kids his parents ended up having, and he was drawn immediately to the limelight. He had his first acting gig at age six, where he starred in a Seattle commercial for a local business. He actually ended up relocating to Los Angeles as a kid in hopes of making it big in Hollywood. In 1996, the year your boy was born, <laughs> he appeared in the TV shows In the House and Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman. He also made an appearance in the movie The Fan that year. I don't know any of these so far, do you? Uh, I believe I have seen like an episode or two of the new adventures of Superman. And I think, oh no, okay, no. I was about to say, I think I've heard of the House of Lois and Clark, but I, I for whatever reason, very stupidly, my brain mixed that up with a robot chicken sketch I saw when I was like 13. Wait, no, it's in the house. And then Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of oh, Superman. Oh, 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 okay. I read that. I read that so totally wrong. But I still, like, read it as, like, a, in my mind connected it to a, a really stupid robot chicken sketch from when <laughs> I was, like, 13. So now, now I feel, like, extra dumb. It's okay. We're recording at night for the first time in a long time. Olympia oddities after dark. At night. <laughs> He continued to get roles, and over the next few years, he made appearances in Touched by an Angel, hey. Varsity Blues, and probably most well-known, Beethoven's Third and Beethoven's Fourth, hey. the family movies starring a big drooly St. Bernard. And I'm pretty sure that those were the, like, straight-to-home straight to home, straight like, to home video ones. Yeah. Not, like, as a dig on him, just, like, still to clarify which one. Also, oh my god, my mom watched so much Touched to Touched, touched by, by an, an angel. angel. I almost said touched with an angel. <laughs> Not quite. I've caught a couple of episodes just purely by accident and been like, what is this? And I just, I just thinking it was ridiculous and kind of like laughing at you. I mean, like, granted, yeah, it, it was wholesome and it was a nice show. And I'm not shitting on anybody that found any strength through it, but oh man, what, what that, that is some television. <laughs> <laughs> He reluctantly returned to his hometown of Bremerton after some convincing from his mom, who really wanted him to move back. He graduated from Bremerton High School in 2005, but his passion for acting never left him. His mom, Kathy Pitchler, told the Kitsap son that she just wanted him to have some normalcy in his life. Of the move, she said, he's a good boy and took it well, but he wasn't really happy about it. 
She also described him as grounded and that he's always been a regular kid with a job that a teenager wouldn't normally have. Joe owned a pet guinea pig and he was a fan of the card game Magic the Gathering. His favorite foods were Jack in the Box and Mexican food, particularly chips and salsa. Hey, just like us. Yeah, seriously, I can pack away some freaking chips and salsa. Shout out Guadalajara. Yes, they have the best salsa in like southwestern Washington. That ain't no lie. He had a pretty severe allergy to dust mites, cats, dogs, birds, and many other things found outdoors. He carried an inhaler with him because of this. So he was just allergic to outside. Anything that was outside, he was just allergic to it. Pretty much. That's what it sounded like. Like Based off that list of things, I was like, wow, that's a pretty long list of allergies to have. Yeah, I was about to say, we'll just shorten that, put it every The doctor's just like, he's just, kid's just allergic to everything outside. <laughs> Though initially unhappy with the move, Joe seemed to settle into life back in Bremerton. Once he had turned 18, he had received a significant amount of money from a trust fund. With this money, he was able to get his own place, though he still visited his parents regularly, making the trip across town to see them. Joe started working full-time as a telephone technician and had given up on acting while located in Bremerton. Can't really blame him for that one. I don't really know anyone who's an actor that lives in Washington, do you? <laughs> like, a, like, you know, no. who like, makes a living doing it. No. Yeah, it's not exactly Hollywood. I got a lot of really artsy friends that live in Seattle in that area up there, but they're not. Yeah, no, none of them are acting. He planned on returning to L.A. and returning to acting after he finally got his braces off and his family was in full support of this dream. Joe had allegedly begun to recreationally experiment with drugs and alcohol during this time. The last time Joe Pitchler was heard from was on January 5th, 2006, at approximately 4.15 a.m. He had made a phone call to a friend he had seen earlier that night, and that was the last that anyone had heard from him. He was 19 years old. The friends he had seen said that he seemed normal during their hangout earlier that night, and it had seemed like Joe was in good spirits. I hate how often that is in a story, like hours before. It, it, it just leaves so much mystery. It's really unnerving to think about, you know. Like, there's always been, I mean, a little off topic, but kind of on topic still. Like, in my YouTube feed, have constantly been, like, shot at me was, like, 45 minutes before Chris, Can Chris Cornell's death. And it's, like, him on stage, like, playing the last song of the night. And I'm like, this is just crazy, because you wouldn't even know. And then, like, later, boom. On January 9th, Joe's car, a silver 2005 Corolla, was found abandoned near the intersection of Wheaton Way and Sheridan Road in Bremerton. Most of Joe's belongings had been left behind, with two exceptions. His wallet and car keys were both gone. Investigators discovered that he had left his apartment unlocked, and he had left all of the lights on. Both of these were very out of character for Joe. Oof. Sounds distressed. I mean, I'm sure... That drugs and alcohol that he's been experimenting with maybe had a, a, a role to play in that, but oof. Yeah, it definitely sounds like different mental state than he usually was, or maybe he left, you know, under like, maybe there was someone there making him leave. I don't know. Investigators found a note, or possibly poetry, there are some conflicting reports, that Joe had written that said that he wanted to be a stronger brother to his younger brother. The note also directed them to give his belongings to his brother. I'm sure that that was pretty alarming to find and concerning. Yeah, no, that's that's very concerning. That's that's 
kind of terrifying, honestly. Police theorize that Joe may have jumped off the bridge into the Port Madison Narrows and become a victim of suicide, but others, including Joe's family, take issue with this theory. Search dogs never traced his scent to the bridge. His friends and family do not think that he was depressed at the time of his disappearance, and his note, while definitely concerning, doesn't explicitly say that he was suicidal. His family believes that foul play may be involved in his disappearance. This is one of those weird ones where there's just so little information that it's like, it could really go either way, but that note does kind of make me lean towards thinking that he may have had some sort of mental health crisis going on. Yeah, I would I would side with that. But just so absolutely terrifying that like he was with his friends and he seemed fine, and then all of a sudden he's just gone. Something just snapped, yeah. And I personally don't think that he could have just like up and left and like wandered into the wilderness because he had all those allergies. And it is weird though that he left or he took his car keys and his wallet from his car. So that almost kind of points that maybe he like was planning on returning to the car or using those objects again. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was about to say he had like, oh, I can't think of the word. He had purpose. That's the word. I was, I was trying to like muster that word up, but yeah, it, yeah, it seemed like he had some sense of purpose. No sign of Joe Pitchler has ever turned up since the discovery of his car and the note. Joe Pitchler is a white male with light brown hair and hazel or greenish eyes. At the time of his disappearance, he was wearing a white metal Nixon the Rolotog real wood watch on his left wrist and possibly a brown t-shirt and jeans. He usually wore t-shirts, very loose-fitting jeans, boxer shorts, sneakers, baseball caps, and an animal skin belt. He was wearing metal orthodontic braces with black rubber bands on the top teeth only because his lower braces had already been taken off. He has a circular tattoo of a red Star Wars emblem, and his nicknames are Joe and Josie. The investigating agency for Joe Pitchler's case is the Bremerton Police Department, and you can contact them with any information you have about Joe's whereabouts at 360-473-5228. Thank you for listening to another episode of Olympia Oddities. If you want to support the podcast, you can follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Olympia Oddities Podcast. Tell a friend about us or leave us a glowing review. If you want to submit an episode topic or personal spooky story, you can DM us on the podcast social media or send in an email to olympiaoddities at gmail.com. Send in your name and a note giving us permission to give you a shout out if you want your name included. I'm Trista and my personal Instagram is saloonghost. I'm Steven, and mine is at the Steven Ramirez or Dancemaster75, seeming as I can't stop dancing at the moment. And until next time, friends. Later.